guests are here, so um, we're going to go ahead and get started, and hopefully everybody else will join in and um, get started. So the reason that um, I got this particular, I, I want to call them web get-togethers. I hate the term webinar because it sounds so stale. I just want to feel like I invited everybody over, so... <laughs> Um, got this mm -hmm. together was uh, Tracy is my mentee for the year and she's concerned about open water swimming um, she uh, just recently learned how to swim um, and she's not going to get an, a lot of opportunity to do um, open water swimming prior to her first race and I'm even kind of in the same situation I have a race coming up next week I haven't had an open water swim since I was in Havana in February um, and I met Sandy at the Women for Try program, which even solidifies the fact that this was a really good idea. She's new to swimming as well. She's looking for tips and advice and just um, something on your experience with swimming and transitioning to open water swimming. Um, so I just wanted to get a couple people together who had some experience. I know Terry, um, he he has he has been a professional triathlete before. He uh, started off as a swimmer. Norm is here. I invited Norm because his passion is teaching adults how to swim, teaching people in general, especially minorities, because we drown at what is it seventy percent higher? The rate is seventy percent higher. Absolutely. Than, yeah. yeah we drowned at, that, at, a, at a much higher rate, Blacks and Hispanics. And I'm both, so I don't know if I drowned twice. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to bring them on to, to share their experiences and allow you guys to ask questions. I know Tracy was asking me, but I let her know. I'm not an expert. So I pulled some experts together. All right. So, uh, Terry, you want to start us off? Sure. Uh I think with open water swimming, um, you know, a lot of it would be, it's mental, it's all up in your head. Because a lot of it, pool swimming and open water swimming, there's not that much of a difference mentally. Um, what I find is a lot of times, it, it's even hard for myself to get into open water and open water. You know, I, I maybe get one a year besides the races. I, I really don't get out there in the open water because your time crunch, you can't find the time. And what I find really helps is to actually get a lot of your body balance in the pool. So what I found, and I've, I've coached other triathletes and swimmers, is if you do flip turn in the pool, that helps your body balance in open water. And by that, what I'm saying is, if you can do a flip turn, it only takes me about 20 to 30 minutes to really learn how to do a flip. Uh, but the thing is, if you're if you go in one direction in a pool, direction in the pool, and then you do a complete 180 flip on your back, push off underwater while blowing bubbles out your nose so you don't get water in, kicking underwater and then resurfacing and starting your stroke again. If you do that every 20 to 30 seconds during every single swim workout, you're going to get in open water and you're going to have such a better uh, body connection, body balance, and you're going to feel, you know, like nothing's going to be a problem where if someone bumps into you or swims over you, it's not a big deal. Or if you go for a, a breath and a wave hits you, it's not a big deal. So I would encourage a lot of people to start doing flip turns instead of just touching the wall and going off because this gives you your it, it has to do with a lot of mentality because once you start doing flip turns in the pool it just becomes second nature it, even after one season of doing them the next season it, it's completely like second nature you never think about it so for for new swimmers who may be kind of intimidated by the flip turn i've been swimming all my life but of course i've never been a competitive swimmer mm -hmm. how do you if they can't, if initially, are there any other things besides flip turns, or can you give them suggestions how to kind of ease into doing a flip turn or learning how to do a flip turn? Do you have well, a video out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it's you could try to do a flip turn on your own, 
or you can get an instructor. You know, mm -hmm. it usually takes 20 minutes. I've taught people who are 76 year old woman to do flip turns. I mean, it, it takes maybe a 20 to 30 minutes and you'll get it down. Um, if you don't want to do flip turns and you're totally against it, that's okay too. But you'll have to get more comfortable swimming, you know, uh, more open water, more yard swimming. Then, you know, this is pretty much for the time crunched athlete. If you can do flip turns while you swim, you could actually get your body accustomed to water a lot quicker. And a lot quicker. Uh, if you don't want to do flip turns, then you got to get in the pool more often. You got to get in the pool. You got to get in the open water more often. And also, I find is the one of the biggest differences to um, open water swimming is you're going to have a wetsuit on most likely. If you have a wetsuit on, that kind of corrects a lot of your imperfections when you swim. So your core is lifted, your whole uh, body, your legs are lifted. So you're you got a perfect plane in the water. Um, that's great. And the other thing is, is that you also had an added circumference around your forearms with rubber. Now, the thing is when you're swimming in open water and you have an added circumference with rubber, your shoulders tend to get a little tired very quick. Mm -hmm. So what I encourage is actually swimming with small paddles in the pool or something, either a pull buoy, small paddles in your hand, maybe some gloves, some web gloves, just to mimic the wetsuit kind of pull that you're gonna have in open water swimming. So that'll actually develop your, your shoulders so they don't get as tired when you're swimming in open water. Um, another thing is when you swim in open water, it's, it's good to swim um, with someone, you know, of course, so you don't drown. But Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, you don't really wanna swim in open water when it's just rained. Um, or right after a rainfall, because the thing is the E. coli is going to be very high at that point because all the runoff is going to go right in the water and you're going to smell it. And it's going to smell like sewage. So, <laughs> and that's what it is. It's sewage in the water. Okay. So after a rainfall, try to stay away <laughs> from open water. Um, so, so Norm, I know you are, you, you primarily work with people who are just learning. Correct. Yeah. They're, they're really, they, they really, because you had, uh, had either uh, some scary situation, some bad experience in the water, um, you know, something, a lot of those people come and they never had the opportunity to swim. So that's really the clientele we're working with. Okay. Um, so not even, so let's start from the pool. So we have two new swimmers here on the line. Um, Tracy and Sandy, um, what kind of instruction do you give them starting from the pool? Starting from the pool. Let's start from the, the pool. Because I'm a true believer in you're not going to swim well in open water unless you can, you have good technique in the pool first. Is that? I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, there's, and, and I, I agree with a lot of what, uh, what Terry said. I think to get ready for open water, get ready for open water really in the pool. Yes. You know, make sure you can swim more than the distance of, of your event. Mm -hmm. um, I think also I have a little bit of just just in the last two or three years, things happen. I'm so blessed. I'm thankful. But I have a little bit of vertigo. That, so I don't do flip turns. But what I have people to do is just swim lengths of the pool, but don't touch the wall. Just swim right up to the edge of the pool. Okay. Stop, tread, tread water, turn around, go back. You know, to get used to that continuous swim without having that uh, wall to push off on. The other thing, you know, I try to tell folks getting in open water is the other the other triathletes they really are not intending to bump you. Nobody is intending to bump you. So understand that some of that incidental, you know, bumping is going to happen uh, at the very beginning of a uh, wave. Sometimes I'll do catch-up stroke for the first 50 yards, so to make sure I've always got one hand or the other in front of me to prevent somebody from hitting me in the face or kicking me in the face, you know, when you're in those, in those mobs. If you can swim in lanes with a couple of partners so you get the feeling of, you know, being bumped around, that's very helpful also. Um, but the, the, uh, the instruction that we do, back to that really quickly for adults, just starts from a very, very basic uh, bubbling, you know, breathing out in the water, breathing in under, 
then they glide, then they kick, and then we start adding, adding in a little bit of freestyle. Okay. So I, I try to do 20 minutes every swim session. I swim with a waist tether. Okay. Um, is that, what do you, what do you two think about that? I think that's very good to having a waist tether. I mean, that's, that's really good. A lot of times you can't find, you know, let's say you're at a hotel and mm -hmm. you don't have a long enough pool. That's a perfect thing to actually, I, I bring that along sometimes at hotels. That's a great, that's a great tool to use. Okay. Yeah. So, but using it on a regular basis for, for training to, I use it because it, it gets me in a mode where I'm swimming constantly. I'm not turning. I'm not doing anything. I'm just focused on take. I know I'm not, I'm, well, I do lift my head to simulate sighting, but you, do you, is that something you would suggest to a new swimmer to help them get used to the continuous motion? Um, I would try using a pull buoy in, in between your legs, like a new swimmer. So that's going to actually, you know, lift up your core, you know, and, and actually it's going to be easier so they don't have to worry about their legs, the kicking, mm -hmm. keeping their legs afloat, and they could just concentrate on their upper body. So a pull buoy is actually good. And actually okay. they have shorts called lava shorts, which are actually neoprene shorts. I have those. Mm -hmm. Those are really nice too for training purposes and a new swimmer. Wear the lava shorts and maybe a pull buoy. You know, that's going to lift you right up just like a wetsuit would. And then all you got to do is concentrate on just above the waist. You know, Terry, I, I think also with the, uh, with the tether, even without the pull buoy there, it forces you to kind of think about your core and think about your body position. So I think the tether is really a good, uh, a good training yeah. vehicle. Yeah, the tether's good. So um, the inspiration for this video... <laughs> Tracy, yes. so I know you have a race coming up in May. Mm -hmm. What are what are your primary concerns? What are some questions that maybe you would at, like to ask Terry and Norm? Um, well, you know, it's funny because I was wondering about that flip turn thing because I I watch I'm always watching videos about swimming or cycling or something. Like, I'm kind of obsessed because I just, I mean, I just really don't want to drown. So <laughs> I'm just like, whatever, what, whatever you think would help. I mean, like one of the things that, um, cause now my, my swim coach is like picking me apart, um, because now I can, you know, actually freestyle and, um, I'm having a problem with keeping my legs up and I know that, um, in the wetsuit, It'll, you know, my legs will lift, but I'm just thinking, you know, what can I, what can I do just, just to even strengthen that? Because, you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll be in a, um, a race where I can't wear a wetsuit. Right. So what can I, what can I do to, you know, keep, keep my legs up, I guess. And, 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 you know, I'm new to the water, so I don't she's always telling me you know feel the water let the water work with you and I just don't feel the water working with me I'm, you know and I just want to be able to glide like I see all these other swimmers because they're just moving through the water so effortlessly and I'm just like kind of in one place so I guess you know how to keep my legs up and how to relax <laughs> you can tell me how to do that try <laughs> uh, working on your kick a little more because sometimes your kick is, uh, you might not be as strong. So I would work, every workout, do like maybe a couple hundred yards of just with a kickboard and kicking. And yeah. use, use some small fins if you want to. Now, then I, I, I would add, you, you might want to have your coach look at your head and your body yeah. position. Yeah. Often the legs sinking are because you're trying to lift your head too much to breathe. You're pulling your whole head up out of the water. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I, I was a devotee of, of total immersion swimming and they call it pressing your boy, ensuring mm -hmm. that your upper body is flat in the water and that you're not gasping because occasionally a new swimmer is going to lift his or her head up too high, which is yeah. makes your body a lever. Your legs just drop to the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Tracy, I would, hey, Tracy, I would say also, yeah. no, no, you're not alone with those, with those concerns you have. And yeah. I came to swimming late, so. I really have no ankle flexibility, so I get really zero out of my kick. So I'm using a really light little two B kick, but I'll go. I'll go with um, uh, the issue on, on the head position. Also, I, I really work hard to make sure I'm looking 
straight down most of the time other than when I'm trying to fight a buoy. I'll also use an overlapping stroke a lot to try to, again, keep as much weight on the front with that whole, uh, you know, pushing your buoy in. But for me, you know, I have to try to do balance with, uh, with thinking about what's happening on the front end. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Tracy. But, yeah, hey. This is Alex. I, um, I agree with everybody else with, with the same, but one of the things I'll add to it is I think probably the biggest culprit I see in a swim pool, I just came out of the swim pool probably about an hour ago. Okay. Is I see people dragging their, dragging their feet because what they identify, which is a lot of times lifting the head. Mm. The, one of the things I, I, I give advice on, and by, no, well, let me tell you, this is just me. I'm not a swim coach. But I can, I can tell you that uh, one of the things that my swim coach used to tell me is um, bring a tennis ball with you. And you can tuck the tennis ball under your chin to your, to your neck. And that starts creating a, a level of awareness in terms of this uh, space in which your, your head should be positioned. And that just kind of, and if you can swim with that a couple, just, just, you know, some laps, it just gives you an awareness of, of, of the positioning of the head. And, and then the biggest thing is when you remove that tennis ball and you start doing your breathing, uh, try to maintain what that, what that felt like, that spatial awareness, uh, particularly as you, as you rotate uh, um, going through the water. But once again, your swim coach will uh, hopefully be able to help uh, with that as well. Yeah. That, that yeah that's that's really good all oh, that's really good advice that that positioning because that's that's another thing you know you don't i don't really have any frame of reference so you know she's like keep keep your head down and you know when you kick it you feel like you know speed walking well i've never speed walked so i don't know you know what what that feels like you know and that's and that's kind of how she tells me i'm supposed to kick but you know and then, then she says when i'm when i'm kicking that I got kind of a switch, <laughs> I guess, in my hips when I'm when I'm kicking, but I'm not supposed to have that either. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm definitely gonna use the 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 ball and the and the fans because I ordered fans. I don't know why I don't use them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start using. Them. I'll, 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 yeah. What I try to do is try to make sure your body is it like totally stiff. So you want to like you want to rotate in one position so your head legs and body just in one position so if you rotate like this from one side to another like this through the water so you don't want any independent rotation of your hips and your legs because then you're going to start you know fishing through the water and it, it's harder to keep your body that's down. what she said yeah, i try to think of myself down. um as if i'm on a skewer right and something is running all the way through my body and even when I breathe, I try to just lay my head, not even lay it, but just make sure that my arm and my, um, my arm, I just kind of lay my ear on my arm. Yeah. And um, I don't know, it, that's what works for me. So it's just kind of like, and even when I breathe, whatever I can get from the rotation, air I get, that's it. I don't try to turn my head any higher. If it's, there's a lot of chop, I will. And of course, that's why when you swim in chop, you're a little bit slower because you got to rotate a little bit harder to get you get your face above the chop. But I just try to pretend something is running straight through me. I have good posture and I'm actually ladylike. And <laughs> that's, that's, um, that, that's kind of the thought process. Um, that I use. Sure. I know Sandy, yeah. you were talking, you had some questions at, um, at the expo. So would you like to go ahead and ask a few questions? Because I know you're like really new in the water. So I'm really, really new. I've always been terrified. Um, it started when I was, I want to say I was like 13 when I went swimming on the day of my birthday and I almost drowned. And ever since then, I just, avoided it um but I was always kind of jealous that my husband and my kids would always go on the deep end of the pool and they would have so much fun and then I always had this fear that if something were to happen to them that I wouldn't be able to rescue them um but they're fine if anything they'll be able to rescue me at this point um uh but then I I I feel like I'm limiting myself so I decided this year to in January to sign up for a swimming class at the YMCA and um 
it, I mean, it was kind of scary for me at the beginning. Um, and then what I did was every time I started the class, I just jumped in the water on the deep end on purpose to kind of get rid of that fear. And I feel like it's gone for the most part. Now it's just the technique. Um, so, and I'm making notes of everything you're saying, like even laying your ear on, on your arm, I mean, your, your head on your, um, yeah, your ear and your arm. Um, as you swim, so I'm I, I'm more of I'm not necessarily so much scared of the pool at this point. Now I'm more like oh my gosh, in the open water, I'm not going to have that wall to hold on to. So I do like what Norm said, which I did write down that when I am on the pool, try to avoid the wall um, and to also swim longer than the race. I'm not signed up for any races or anything like that, but um, I'm hoping to next year. Um, even if it's just a sprint, just to kind of, of course, get myself started. Um, but I thought that was a good idea to swim longer than the race distance so that, you know, it doesn't seem, I guess, as hard the day of the race. Yeah. And one thing, too, um, don't be ashamed. Those uh, kayaks are out there for a reason. I did it this year at national championships. That water was so rough. If I had kept if I had kept swimming, I would have been completely out of breath. The the five ten seconds I held on to that that kayak probably saved me three or four. Don't be ashamed. the kayaks are out there for a reason. They had kayaks at, at world championships, and they're there for a reason. If you need to use it, use it. You can swim kayak to kayak if you have to. Also, and that's why, and that's why it becomes important for for us to learn bilateral breathing. Yes. Because if you can master bilateral breathing, then what you'll discover is that depending on the on, on the current or the or the waves, if it's, it's splashing you on your right hand side, then you can just uh, breathe predominantly on your left hand side. So that that's one of the benefits of doing the bilateral breathing. Yeah. Alex, we're going swimming. <laughs> <laughs> you just let me know. Well, one of the things that also benefits is if you learn to do like backstroke um, because um, I always find a lot of times let's say you're in the middle of a, like a wavy condition you can't catch your breath doesn't matter what side you breathe on um, I was at a uh, escape from Alcatraz last year and the water was very cold 50 degrees and there was a lot of chop going on and does didn't matter what side I breathed on I was getting waves and there was so many swimmers around me so what I did was at one point I flipped over on my back and started doing backstroke. And I still was able to keep pace with my backstroke, but yet I was able to breathe, you know, on every breath. At will, yeah. At will. And catch my breath. I mean, I did like five strokes like that, and then I was able to get back into it. So learn to do backstroke in the pool, and that's actually going to help you in open water. So anytime you feel like I'm getting nervous or I can't catch my breath, just flip over on your back and you can do backstroke and you won't, you know, because backstroke is actually the one of the second fastest strokes, well, besides butterfly, but no one wants to do butterfly in the water. In the <laughs> Nobody can, I don't know. <laughs> but it's a lot better doing breaststroke or stopping completely. So yeah. if you flip over on your back, you can still keep, keep your skin pace if you lose a couple seconds. And then once you catch your breath, you can flip so I, I find doing backstroke is actually very helpful. I eat like that on my Ironman races because I stay hungry. So I eat a gel about halfway through, yeah. more a little bit closer to the end, just so because my heart rate goes out the roof during transition. So I get it before I get out of the water. I just keep it in there and then eat it, shove it back in, and then I flip back over. So, yeah. yeah. I don't you think my eat backstroke. while you're swimming, Khadija? I sure do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I can't imagine doing anything while I'm swimming except swimming. Yeah. That is amazing. So I got, uh, I got disconnected for a second, but there was something that Terry or Norm said that's important, uh, Tracy. And just for uh, everybody who's, who's starting uh, new to this, to swimming in ocean, open water, um, I'm a really big advocate for a couple things that they said. One, simulating the conditions in which you might be swimming in. So, you know how a lot of times people want to jump in the lane with you when you're at the swim pool? Uh, I like that because, one, it. It, yeah. it, it really provides you with that 
uh, I mean, when you're out there swimming, you're going to have people next to you, right? So that, so the, the crowding in the lane uh, doesn't bother me. I actually welcome it. The other thing that I, I like to prepare for, so um, is sometimes when I'm swimming, sometimes I'll catch a cramp. I don't know how many people in here cramp, but after a certain distance, like my legs will cramp for some odd reason. So for instance, like today, I literally just got out of the pool probably about an hour, hour and a half ago. And I decided to swim like 7,000 meters or yards. And so as I was swimming, it goes to the second point about swimming past your distance because 7,000 yards is beyond the 2.4 miles. So when I was swimming, my legs cramped. And I feel like there are going to be times in a swim that potentially your legs will cramp or you may swallow water, right? So if you can start to experience those things in the pool and start to deal with those things then, then I think you'll be better for it when you're in the water. So for instance, for me, if I swallow water, I don't stop. Matter of fact, I, I stay calm and I, and I breathe through it and I try not to let it startle me. The other thing is when I cramp, I try not to panic and stop. I, I, I relax my legs as much as I can. I will flex them if the cramp is really tight, but I predominantly do a lot of arm pulling. So I'm not doing a lot of kicking. And because I'm not using my legs predominantly, I'm able to get through my cramps with no problem. So today I had both legs cramp up at the same time. Yeah. And I was probably a little over 6,000 yards into the swim. And I said to myself, okay, it's okay. Relax. It'll be okay. And as I was pulling through and I relaxed, actually about two, two lengths of the pool, both of the cramps had worked themselves out. So really any of the conditions that you find yourself in inside of a swim pool, I would actually um, welcome them yeah. as good training opportunities. Yeah, I've started coughing mm -hmm. in the middle of a, um, of a swim. And I know everybody at the pool was kind of looking at me just kind of cough try not to swallow too much water and instead of i i i bilateral i force myself to bilateral breathe when i'm in the pool for the entire way but just kept breathing to one side breathing to one side to give myself a little bit more air coughed it through and yeah i get it you have you really have to do that so, so norm how i know with the new swimmers are most of the people you work with, are they just trying to learn how to swim or are you trying to transition them to open water and how do you do that? Um, well, that was... I lost. Really, is a, a scary experience. Or coming to it with a lot of apprehension. Mm -hmm. So it, uh, it does... Um, Stations. You know, I state the first is just getting them in the water, maybe knee deep, waist deep, and then as I said, blowing bubbles. And then we try to move them to the point that after four or five lessons, they're ready to move down to the, uh, the lap swimming uh, uh, station. And mm -hmm. there, uh, the, whoever's working that will start them working on uh, free swimming up and down, working on breathing on one side. Um, what we with uh, bilateral, by the way, I want to jump back to that is a lot of times people seem to struggle a little bit with the rhythm. So we have people work three strokes on your right, then three, three strokes on your left, then three strokes right. So kind of going that for having them go right, miss, left, miss, you know, back forth like that. So it's, it's just a very slow um, curriculum is really excellent for the person who comes to the water with a lot of fear. Okay. All right. Um, so I see Chris has joined us. Yes, I'm going to call you out, sir. Yeah, he, you had an amazing race in Florida. Thank you. It was hot and windy. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, they were just saying. So I know with you, you are already a pretty good swimmer. Um, but I've seen your progression, your your improvement over the past year or so. So what have you been doing and what can you share to newcomers 
to to kind of get accustomed to, improve, get faster, just feel more comfortable. So I, I wasn't always a good swimmer. My my first race, I literally probably like everybody else said, no, I don't think I'm ever going to do this. If I can just get out of the swim, I am done doing triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of feel better and the run made it feel great. But um, I think I had a couple of different steps. I mean, I think swimming, um, you kind of hit little plateaus and then you move up a little bit. And it's yeah. a long time to, to kind of, break through the next plateau and I think my first uh big breakthrough was starting to swim with a master's group okay swimming with dynamo and that really helped um and, and let me rewind even even after I got comfortable in the water I still felt really uncomfortable wearing a wetsuit and that huh. just how tight the wetsuit was mm -hmm. really made me feel claustrophobic and like you know my lungs and my throat were were closed off and I couldn't breathe and I actually DNF from two races because of that um oh wow okay. and through that I I kind of you know started to have to do some mental rehearsal when I got in the water so I would literally um I'd literally start to rub my ring as I swam just to remind myself like hey my wife's still gonna love me whether I swim <laughs> consistently tell me like hey you're doing this for fun like so easy like ultimately I think somebody said it before but ultimately the goal is to feel calm out there yeah. and I needed to go to a place where I felt calm and I, I just kind of had that in my head that you know when things got um, kind of that panic state I needed to think of something that was comforting for me so that really helped um, and then I had another buddy who told me it's really easy to put your chin on your shoulder and the air will be there so if you're comfortable just putting your chin on your shoulder you know the air will be there and that was definitely comforting. Um, so those two things kind of got me to the comfort in the water. And then in terms of getting faster, yeah, so the master's program helped. Um, and then starting to really do harder intervals, like understanding how fast I could swim 100 on, how fast I could swim a 50 on, how fast I could swim a 200 on, and then trying to reduce those times um, in interval swimming is really helpful. It's kind of like running. I mean, we have, there's three, in cycling, I mean, cycling, cycling is my jam, <laughs> but you ever, you, that's the same thing. You have your long, easy, and when it says easy, you got to swim easy, even if you feel like you're not flowing, you got your intervals, and then you have those days where you do the dry land warm-up, you get in, and you just go, do your, do what, like Alex says, the 7,000 meter swim, and just try to maintain that form, yeah. Yeah, when you realize what it's I, all the same, just in a different in a different venue. Yeah, what I find with workouts, I see a lot of triathletes in the pool, and a lot of them are just swimming. I've, I see that they're just swimming long distance yards, and there's no interval. They're just going to just, you know, swim. Let's say two two thousand five hundred yards or three thousand yards. And what I recommend is doing intervals. You know, and, and even though you could still put in that same kind of yardage, but the thing is, if you do, let's say, 100 yards and you stop 20 seconds and you do another 100, what you're doing is you're reinforcing good form. Mm -hmm. So I find a lot of people, your form falls apart, let's say, after 500 yards and everything starts falling apart. It's better to stop, rest a little, and then go again uh, than it is to keep continuing with bad form. So... I find like what I do is I do intervals all the time, do any kind of long swimming, even for Ironmans, I just do hundreds pretty much. That's my staple in the pool. I'll do like 2100s and, you know, and that's pretty much about it. <laughs> so I find that just doing intervals is actually going to help you um, cardiovascularly, helps your form because then you get a chance. So. I'm not sure who that is, and I don't know how to mute them. <laughs> so, um, I know for me, I guess I'm, I'm I guess I'm a little bit of an, an anomaly. Um, I actually learned how to swim in open water, so I've I don't have, 
I, I didn't never had any fears. Well, that's not true. In Dubai, I was afraid. <laughs> I was that was the first time I was literally ever afraid. But I, in general, I'm not afraid. Um, and I'm not a I'm not a super fast swimmer. You've seen my times; they've ranged from. I think my my PR is like 37 minutes, and that was in a relay. So I just I just went for broke. I didn't care if I passed out at the end of the swim. But um, what are some of the fears that people have? I mean, I know I know some people say, "Oh, well, how deep is the water?" And my thought process is, "Well, you're only swimming at the top of the water, so what difference does it make how deep it is?" Just, I guess to to help other people and to help. Uh, Tracy as as a mentor what can I do what are some of the fears that all of you have I mean even it Chris was even explaining I mean he he's been doing triathlons for a while now he's obviously very good at it and still has some inhibitions about swimming I hate the wetsuit too but I think that's because for a woman I have a bigger upper body and I spend the whole morning stretching the thing out and doing all kinds of crazy exercises but what fears do you have and are there, do you have I, any, do, do any of your experience have some suggestions for them? Yeah, I have a fear. And a lot of the times my fear is going out, you know, and not being able to catch my breath. So a lot of times I find uh, that I have too much enthusiasm at the start of a race mm -hmm. and you go out too fast. And what happens mm -hmm. is you, 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 your body wants too much oxygen and you can't get enough. So what happens is you start trying to breathe more you can't and you end up flipping over on your back because you went out way too fast okay. um that's my fear is going out too fast and you know not catching getting enough air because the thing is you got to yeah. pace because if you don't pace yourself then because you can only get so much air like you can't breathe at, on every stroke unfortunately so. yeah i i yeah i can say that that's a, a fear i guess it's not a fear of the water so that, yeah because i so so yeah. you have enough oxygen for your blood so so i had an inbox from stephanie she says that her fear is she can't see what's on the bottom and mm -hmm. not being able to touch the bottom and that's where I, when people say that to me that my like i said my response is you're only swimming at the top and then <laughs> um i'm not sure and then derek's response is ignorance is bliss <laughs> How do you, I don't know uh, how just, to overcome that, not being able to see what's there. You know, Does anybody Kanina, have anything to that? One of the things that I hear a lot here in Florida with uh, some of the, it's fine, but it's uh, some of the lakes, like the, like the one we swim in for um, the Miami man. It's yeah. Kind of, people can barely see and then the water. So I hear that a lot, that, that water is so dark and, you know, they're, they're just, that may be, I'm having a little trouble here in you, Norm. The, the lake's being very murky here. Okay. Like the lake, man, you've been in that lake, and you know how that can be a little murky. I hear that a lot with new triathletes here. I can't see my hand in the water. I can't see anything where it's so Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to over, overcome that one. Um, Khadijah? Yes. So, I don't know. I, I, I have a small suggestion. Okay. Sometimes when you want to simulate, well, I don't know if this is the same. So let me say that up front. But um, sometimes you're not going to be able to do anything about that, right? You just mm -hmm. can't see the bottom. So what I've done for open water swim, or at least preparation as I'm reacclimating, I'll close, I'll close my eyes when I'm swimming, when, I, when I'm looking underneath the water. Mm -hmm. As opposed to siding at the blue line or at the line at the bottom of the pool, there'll be times when I will close my eyes, only opening my eyes as I'm rotating up to breathe. Mm -hmm. And therefore, then I'm not relying on the lines. I'm not relying, you know, it gives me a sense of, of awareness in, in terms of how am I swimming? Am I, do I, do I tend to pull to one side or am I swimming straight? Mm -hmm. um, I know that's what I've dealt with. That's what I try to do to help me kind of in my mind say that I may not be able to see in the water that I'm swimming in. So the lake may not be clear until I'm about, you know, there's a foot in my face. 
So that's one way that I've tried to to deal with that. But I mean, sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. I think what you've said is is accurate, which is you're swimming at the top and we have these fears about like what's below or yeah. am I possibly, can I possibly get tangled up in something? I think that these races have been run for so long that any of those potential obstacles or fears, they probably have kind of thought those things through and, and it's probably some level of um, a fear that maybe is, is not born in like the reality, like nothing's going to snag your leg and pull you down. Yeah. Uh, more than likely and 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 what's on the bottom is more than likely you're not going to be able to touch anyway yeah and you don't want to so that's all i have <laughs> i know in augusta there's this stuff i guess it's i don't know river grass or something sure um i didn't know i went to the practice yeah. swim and saw it and freaked out so I do know one if you can. Sometimes they don't have it. If they have a practice swim, go and see what's out there. If you, I don't, I don't suggest swimming the whole course. But if there's a way you can walk and kind of survey the whole course, like things you can look at to figure out where you are. I think sometimes the fear of not being able to see in the water is a fear of not being able to see where you're positioned in the water at least for me it's not a fear of what's in the water or being in the open water it's just okay am i going to swim so far out that i'm way off course so i think maybe acclimating yourself to what's in the water may help um a lot i don't know i know for me knowing in augusta during the race that that stuff was going to be there um, really helped out because I know just during the practice swim my heart rate went from like 70 to my max in about two seconds because I was like what is this stuff? so I don't, I don't know but just Khadija, if you don't mind me jumping in I think ahead. it really depends like what your fear is and I don't know how new Tracy is to to swimming but since I'm so new like my fear was not feeling the ground okay. but now I've moved past that so now I don't worry about the deep I kind of think of it the way you do where it's like okay I mean I'm not going to worry about how deep it is because I'm just going to swim the top so it's like who cares how deep it is um but I think it's just you know kind of like what um and, um I'm sorry not the first person but not Norm but uh Terry um, what he said that it's more of a mental thing. So that's actually what I'm working on first before yes. I put myself out there and just believe in my training. Like, again, I'm at the very, very beginning of it, but I guess it's kind of like running. I'm, I'm a runner and I love running. Um, but, um, you know, practice makes perfect and it makes you more confident. Um, and I was terrified of a 5K and after doing a couple of them, now I'm not as fearful and, you know, half marathons used to, you know, scare me and now I'm not as scared of them. So it's like, I guess it just with practice and I think being confident um, in your training, I think uh, I'm sure. And again, I'm, I'm nowhere near what you guys have accomplished, but I, I going into it, that's kind of like my plan. Just, um, just do your best, I guess. And just, just yeah. trust. And I think if mentally, I think it, it's going to help me knowing that um, there's people around me that can help me if heaven forbid something were to happen. Um, there's people there. Yeah. So just knowing that also makes a big difference for me or will, I'm sure, make a big difference for me. Yeah. That's good. Andy, Tracy, here's the good news. The good news is, is that at least for the Ironman distance, because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it feels like to do a sprint or anything else, because I've never done a triathlon less than that. But uh, uh, I still don't you know, believe that. I don't understand that. I'm sorry. It's true. Like, but, but here's the thing. Now, and I'm not a, I, I'm not a good swimmer. My times are somewhere. I, matter of fact, I time trialed myself today, and I think I did that two and a half miles, like in an hour and 29 minutes. So, but, but here's my thought. The swim for me has become like the least 
of my worries when I go out for Iron Man, uh, for Iron Man Day. And the biggest thing, I think Norm said this, and maybe Terry touched on this, which is the, the biggest thing to remember is your form. When I'm out there, one of the things I keep my mind on is my form. Through the entire race, I'm thinking about my form. I'm thinking about my, like, like Khadija was uh, um, uh, modeling how she, you know, like she had her arms out and she was stretching it. I'm thinking about my, uh, my, can I, how long can I get? And then my pull, I'm thinking about my, you know, am I, you know, the positioning of my head. I'm gonna, I don't want to drop my legs. I think about all of those things during the course of the race, because I already know in any, any of the disciplines, when you're tired, the biggest thing that goes first is your form. Your form. Yeah. And in particular with swimming, when your form is off and you're swimming, you become incredibly inefficient. And so if you can remember to focus on your form, stay relaxed. Terry was talking about when you go out there and, and you lose your breath because of that, like that adrenaline and you go out too fast. When I, when I did my very first triathlon in Louisville, that happened. Actually, I actually stopped and started dog paddling because I was so out of breath and I was breathing so fast. And I had to tell myself, relax, relax, you can do this. And I started swimming again. I said, relax, remember your form. And ever since then, that is, that is the thing that I do to get me through. And I think you'll see as you gain more experience in the water, and Tracy, I'll see you in the water. So as you, as you get more experience in the water and, and, and get these behind you, you'll become more comfortable and, and, and swim won't be as frightening as it is today. Okay. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's absolutely right. When your form falls apart, then everything becomes that much more harder and then it, it affects you mentally. Like twofold. So what I try to do in the pool is, and in open water, and even during the race, I will concentrate. Just like he said, form all the whole time. So your form is key to your practice and in the race. So concentrate on that at all time. Do we have any non-swimmers on this call? I mean, somebody who hasn't even started swim lessons yet. That maybe has some questions about even just how to get started. I know we have a couple of people on that aren't even on um, video. There's actually 20 people on, which is really, really cool. I'm excited. <laughs> I have 20 people in my living room. <laughs> so, is there anybody who's a non swimmer who just wants to jump in and ask some questions about just even how to get started? Khadija, do you have a professional black drop in the background or something like that? <laughs> You're like in a studio. In my house? Yeah, look at you. This, you <laughs> if you only you, knew. If you only you knew. Okay, this is, I'll, I'll explain to everybody where I'm at. This is my basement. This is my hangout spot for me and my kids. So, and I started doing triathlons. I told my, my brother, I was like, look, I hate you know, being stuck in the basement and I'm away from the kids. So he came and helped me finish my basement. Literally, me and my brother did this together. Um, this is a sitting area back here for my kids. We have a little TV. And right over here is the pain cave. My bike and my treadmill are over there. And I have a desk because I work from home sometimes. So this is the desk where I, I do my work. This is, this is just it. This is, our, this is the, the hangout spot. At any given time, there's a gangload of kids playing video games and doing homework. And, I'm over there running, saying, "Stop touching each other." Stop it. <laughs> but see, you're, you're you must be sitting in the dark because all we can see is just like your person, and then everything else behind you is black. Oh no, no, it's I don't know if you can see more. They they went upstairs, but yeah, there's a little sofa over there. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> some of my daughter's um, artwork. She's in one of my daughters in college. That's her artwork over there. Yeah, it's just yeah. No, it's just a homemade basement. <laughs> well, I would I would say this is a little off subject, but um, people learning to swim. Uh, my two kids were the worst swimmers ever. They failed every beginner swim lesson that was given to them. 
they, they did not have my ability at all. So I, I put them in three different types of lessons. They failed them all. The instructor said they can't be taught. They stink. And I tried <laughs> teaching them and it wouldn't work. So what I did was I said, okay, you're going to learn how to swim. I just put them in the water. I just said, you're going to be in the water almost every day. I had them in the water for almost a year by themselves, just swimming around. And they eventually learned how to swim. So I think it's just time in the water. Yeah. Well, you will actually, you will, your body will learn by itself, even without instruction. So the yeah. more time you spend in the water, the more, the better you will. Yeah. So, and I think not, not pushing them either. My daughter, Aaliyah, she loves being in the Thank water. You. And some days we swim laps. She'll go back and forth. And then some days she goes, there's a, where we go to swim, there's a, like a kid's water playground. Some days she says, you know, mom, I don't, I don't want to do laps. So I'll do half my workout, go play with her, then go do the other half. And I think that's with every sport. Um, my kids are not into sports. They're into the arts. Um, I have two cello players, a violin player, one who plays the trumpet, the keyboards. And I don't know, I think he took his allowance and bought another instrument up there. So it's like an, an insane asylum. Sometimes when I come home, I'm just not pushing to them in just because this is what I enjoy doing doesn't necessarily mean this is what they enjoy doing. I love doing it with my father and I had hoped, well, Leah likes to, 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 to do, to bike and swim, but I had hoped, you know, all of my children would, would love to do it, but they don't. So, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. yeah. I, I got one, Khadija. What about, um, and this is another thing that makes me nervous with breathing is getting in the cold water and having my breath taken away or like getting shocked when I yeah. get in the water. Like what, what do I, and, and I've watched the videos, you know, you, yeah. you hit your feet and you splash. Will I be able to do that before the race, like splash water in my face and like get acclimated to the water and all that? Some How, of you, you, you can, do? and some of them you can't. I know. And I know Chris is shaking his head because in South Africa, they didn't let us get in, and that water was cold. Yeah, it's um, it, and that's and you know what? That is a fear of mine because I the I the first time I swam in really cold water, I didn't realize how cold cold was, and it did kind of shock my system. What I did was the first part, I just slowed down, and let myself warm up a little bit. But if you can try to get in get a little water in your suit and try to you know work that water around to warm yourself up but yeah i'm i i hate the cold so do you have any suggestions chris on that one so yeah i, I was actually shaking my head because i was thinking about escape from Alcatraz. literally i mean there's nothing you can do you jump in off a boat and it's just full body like just everywhere cold um but so i will say one thing i used to train up there and the more that you're in cold water, the more your body adapts to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't become such a shock. Uh, you really do end up getting used to it. So if you can go uh, swim open water in the cold earlier, uh, even cold towels can help. Uh, but just getting your body acclimated to cold water on your skin can make a big difference. Um, Wearing two two hats, like if you don't have a neoprene hat, I wore a neoprene hat in um, South Africa. Okay. If you don't have one of those, wearing two swim caps will kind of help keep you a little bit warmer. Um, I mean, those would be the big tips. I think you can wear booties, and I I think you can wear booties legally, but you're you're disqualified from being eligible. Yeah. It has to be below a certain temperature, and I'd be lying if I said I knew what that temperature was. Yeah. Yeah. So some of those things will help ease the bite, but um, the biggest thing is just, you know, getting in cold water prior to the race, you know, at least a week or so, getting your body acclimated to it. Nikki um, is on the line and she had a good suggestion too, that if you have a bottle of water and that you can't get in the water prior to the race, go ahead and pour the water in your wetsuit in advance and start having, I know it sounds silly to add water to your wetsuit, but having that, it's almost like an insulator adding a little bit of water in there and getting that warm water in there, especially in your, your chest area, which is gonna, when it hits you the hardest with the cold water. I've never tried that, but it's, I mean, it's, I do know putting the water in there helps. So if you have a bottle of water, I don't see how that would be any different. 
so is it cold the whole time or did your body eventually adjust like i mean i know it's not as cold but is it still cold it depends yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll either get numb. Uh, <laughs> the water temperature doesn't change. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. <laughs> Nick's on the numb. Uh, but Tracy, you probably don't have to worry about that if unless you're swimming in like the ocean or something like that. Like most of the bodies of water that, like the lakes and things like that, I mean, aren't going to be terribly, terribly bad. I mean, oh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've seen that. Like, I've jumped into Lake Michigan before and then done a swim, and I only had on shorts, and I didn't have any type of wetsuit. And I was able to get a mile out of it, and it was, like, super frigid cold. And I wouldn't advise it, but I think when you're in your, you're in your wetsuit, uh, for the most part, I don't know. I've, I've found that I've, I've, become act, I've become acclimated to it. And the good thing is, Tracy – is that nobody suggested that you pee in your wetsuit, so. <laughs> I was not going to be the first. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was not going to be. The, and that's funny because everybody laughs because if I, um, if I sell a wetsuit or a bike seat, I always indicate it's a non-pee. <laughs> I won't sell anything I peed on, so. But I always make it clear this is not a peed on item. So. That is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, but I I don't. We are over the time, and I I want to make sure that I keep these um, as concise as possible, so that you know it doesn't take up everyone's evening. But does anybody have any last minute questions? Yeah. Okay. So I just I want to thank everybody for coming to this one. I I was I was thrilled by the response from everyone coming out um i know open water swimming for most triathletes is 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 the big fear and i want to thank um terry and norm who responded almost immediately to say that they would come and uh share their experience and their experiences i really appreciate it i have so much respect for norm i i remember meeting him um at long course nationals in 2016 and i felt like i was meeting the king and queen of triathlon him and his wife were so gracious i just and, and i appreciate all the support um that he gave me during that race um and terry's always giving swim advice and helping people and i really appreciate it so and i hope everybody got something out of this i i got something yeah i feel so much better like I'm ready to get in the pool and just go, and I'm ready for open water. I'm ready to squeeze into that wetsuit. I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the invite, Khadija. Yes, thank you, Khadija. Yeah. We can't hear you, or at least I can't. Yeah, I can't hear you. Yeah, I can't hear. She's muted. She's trying to mute and unmute herself. <laughs> yeah, Norm and Terry, thank you guys for. Uh, your can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, we can hear you now. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was telling um, Tracy that my goal as a as a mentor is that after she learns how to swim, and next year when she starts getting into her racing that she'll be waiting for me at the finish line. So that's my goal as a mentor. I'll feel like I've done my job at that point. So there you go. Yeah. But I want to thank everybody for coming out. And um, if somebody has something that they want to get together and talk about related to triathlon or even not about triathlon that impacts our lives related to triathlon or how triathlon impacts our lives, let me know. Cause I, I really, I really enjoy getting together and having these things so awesome yeah thank you very much hey, thanks. thanks for the invite thank you Khadija. thanks